Hey girl, welcome to the She Believed He Could podcast, a declaration encouraging women to believe again. Hebrews 11.1 says, faith is the confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. It gives us assurance about things we cannot see. So join me, your host, as I open up about my faith to believe in marriage, motherhood, sisterhood, and so much more. Let's start the show. Now, listen, affirmations is something that we truly have to understand that we're not just speaking them over ourselves, but without the power of God behind what we're affirming, it is just words coming out of our mouth. She Believe He Could presents to you the Hey Girl, Mind Your Mindset series. We're not only believing in God as Father to guide our steps as we walk by faith, but we are trusting our process with every step that we are called to take as His daughters. Let's talk about six steps towards an intentional mindset. First, we have identify, then surrender, then let's decide, then speak, you believe, and affirm. Thank you for listening to the show. Hey, girl, and welcome back to the She Believe He Could podcast. Listen, y'all, we are in the final step to the Hey, Girl, Mind Your Mindset series. This has been a series for the books, okay? So I want this episode truly to be the one that's set in your heart, in your spirit, and in your mind. On this episode, we are talking about affirm, the affirmation of empowering our faith, strengthening our faith to overcoming obstacles. Because listen, sis, at the end of the journey, you will still endure things in your journey and with your walk of Christ where you're needing to empower yourself, where you're needing to strengthen your faith. And so we're going to talk about that today. So on this episode, the guest speaker that I'm bringing before you today, her name is Kiana, (laughs) y'all. I know, I know, I know. I just get so like warm inside because she has, we have the same name. Different spelling though. Hers is very unique. She spells it with an O instead of an A, but she is a Christian blogger. She is building godly confidence. And so listen, She is equipping Christian women to walk confidently in Christ. She shares how she began reading the word and speaking affirmations daily. She was then able to silence the opinion of others by affirming God's word out loud. Now, listen, affirmations is something that we truly have to understand that we're not just speaking them over ourselves, but without the power of God behind what we're affirming, it is just words coming out of our mouth. So if we don't have meaning, if we don't have the faith to empower what we say, you know, our Bible calls us and tells us that the power of life and death is in our tongue. So when you are speaking affirmations over yourself, not only are you building your confidence, like Kiana said, but you're also being able to Step out and above the opinions of other people. And I think that is what we really want to get in our spirits today, because people are going to think and say what they want to say, especially when you're going against the grain and you are believing in all of what God has for you. And it doesn't look like how people want it to look. It's not going to sound like how people want it to sound. And so you have to be confident that when you hear God's voice and when you see God showing you things that you know that it's him, right? So let's get it going. I want to introduce to y'all today, Kiana Shaw. She is the Christian blogger of Building Godly Confidence. Say hi to the people, Kiana. Hi. 
I just love saying your name. Like, okay, we got the same name. Um, but yes, ma'am. So tell us a little bit more about your blog. Um, but before we get started, because I almost forgot last episode, every time I get a guest on the show, I want to be able to ask them their She Believe He Could declaration. So She Believe He Could is a movement of women who are believing in God by faith. So with that, we're speaking declarations over ourselves. So think about your declaration. She believed he could blank. Fill in your blank. She believed he could restore her to wholeness. Wow. Restore her to wholeness. Now that, that to me sounds like you don't came from something. Oh yeah. <laughs> and so we're going to talk about that today. The scripture for this episode, y'all, we are in Job 33 and 26. It says, when he prays to God, he will be accepted and God will receive him with joy and restore him to good standing. And I do believe that along with affirming who God says you are and who he's calling you to be, we get a lot of our confidence in prayer. So having that time with God and just accepting his love and the things that he speaks over us, that's what restore a lot of brokenness within ourselves. And so for her to declare that she believed he could restore, I can't wait to hear about this. So come on, Kiana, tell us a little bit about yourself and your heart posture behind your blog. Yes. Well, I am going to start from the very beginning, just so you all can get an idea. Um, I don't want to start from the middle. I want to start from the beginning. So in the beginning, um, my mother, she had me when she was uh, 14. And from the moment she conceived me, um, she was pregnant. My biological father, um, he left. So he walked out. He walked out. I did not have my father there. So even from the wound, um, there was a feeling or that missing piece or that I felt was a missing piece. I was, I felt abandoned. I felt rejected just because he wasn't there because he decided to leave. And with my mother being so young, having me so young, there was a void missing in our relationship as well. Because for one, she was, she was young. She was a child um, having me. So her not knowing how to affirm me or give me the love that I think that I needed. Um, it all started from there. When I talk about wholeness, like from the beginning, I was broken. My foundation was broken and I did, however, grow up in church. But as, as much as we stayed in church (laughs) Monday through Friday, as much as we stay in church, it was still that that missing piece. Um, like I knew of God. I saw, you know, others worship him, but I'm like, okay, if God is, you know, this good, like, why do I not have a father? Um, why did he walk out on me? Why do I have like a younger mother that can't affirm me that, you know, she didn't know how to love me? How can I, you know, this God, you know be as big as he is, but me not have my father there. So I grew up, I'm not going to say almost, I grew up with a fear of God, but in a scary way, as far as something is wrong with me, something is wrong with me. So how can I fully trust him? Something is wrong with me because my father walked out on me. Like for some reason, I thought that I was the issue. So, um, like I said, growing up in church, the church or going to that church, the church that I grew up in, there were a lot of teachings 
that added on to my brokenness. First of all, we had to wear dresses. We could not wear pants. I grew up wearing skirts. I mean, and they were not cute, to be honest. They were ugly. So just imagine me already feel, feeling broken. And then I'm a part of this religion or church that now I have to wear skirts. If I don't wear, wear skirts, basically you're going to hell. Mm-hmm. So on top of the brokenness from my foundation to some of the teachings that, that I received and if I don't do this a certain way, this is going to happen to me. So even though I accepted Christ at a young age, I don't I don't believe it was from a place of where God could really just love on me. It was more out of more out of fear. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to stay there. I want to keep going. But that is one main reason why. I'm kind of jumping, but that is one main reason why I started the blog. It was to have the foundation started from the Bible so that you can read it yourself. I didn't grow up reading the Bible. Um, The Bible was read to us. Mm -hmm. It wasn't, well, what does this mean? It was more of the, the pastor telling us what it means, but kind of taking it out of, out of context. Mm -hmm. Um, And I felt, or I believe now that I've gotten older, that it was a sort of manipulation, some of the things that were taught. So that is my main thing, is reading the Bible for yourself. And with me using my blog to equip and empower you to study the word of God for yourself, I may cry, but for a long time, I wouldn't read the Bible. I was scared, like I had to read, you know, certain versions of the Bible. Mm-hmm. So I was scared to even start. I feel like for you personally, that's where your relationship with God, you know, begins. Reading the Bible, of course, praying. But probably about five years ago, I ordered me a Bible. And that's when I started to read it for myself. Read it and, you know, just pray and ask God for and understanding for me to experience his love for me to know that hey I love you mm-hmm. it's not of you know me forcing you to be in this relationship with me out of fear because if you don't do this this is going to happen you know to you it was really just me getting into God's word and allowing it to soften my heart of course but also to heal certain areas as well yeah No, that's good. You use the word manipulation. So I didn't grow up in religion, but I was I grew up in church. So we we went to missionary Baptist church was pretty much home for us. And not only did I see manipulation, but in the same breath, I saw a lot of controlling aspects. So you had your elders, you had the people who would tell you certain things that weren't your mom and daddy, but they came to you and they directed you as if they were your parents. And so there was a lot of controlling aspects to the church. And so I feel you on that 100%. And it does harden your heart over time. And I think that's why when I got to a certain age, I didn't go to church. I didn't want to go to church. Like, I already know what they're going to say. Like, they're going to judge me. They're going to say I can't do certain things or they're going to talk down to me because I'm doing certain things or making certain choices. It wasn't loving unless you were doing things in in their eyes how they saw fit. Not in the eyes of the Lord, but how they saw it. You come in looking one way, you, you're judged. You come in talking one way, you're judged. It's like, y'all haven't even allowed God to see me yet 
because y'all won't even let me in the door. So <laughs> then why should I go to church? So I definitely understand that perspective of just how hard your heart can get towards God. So now you're in a place where you have to undo all that and allow him to actually soften that in the same breath. It was hard towards you, but now I want to be able to see you different. I want you to be able to heal me in certain places or restore certain areas in my life, right? Right. And so that is powerful because a lot of us, our hearts just stay hard and we go out and we love hard. We end up in relationships that we shouldn't be in. Some of us turn to drugs. Some of us turn to that the fast life, you know, because our heart is so hardened. And I don't think the generations before us, I don't think they realize how hard religion made our hearts and why we didn't want to come back to the church and why we didn't feel safe. Most of all, why we didn't feel loved. And so now you're at a place in your life where you want to be affirmed and you want to know that it's going to be okay. Were you a mom yet? Or I know you're a mom now and you're married. So during this time, was you still a single woman or were you dating? I was still single. Okay. So you're still single. Wait, hold on. Once I start reading the Bible for myself. Yes. Oh yeah. Married. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So you were married. How long were you married? Oh, maybe about five years. Really? Yeah. So how was that, you know, you just not really coming from a place of like love and just being affirmed by your parents or just knowing that you grew up in religion and that was something you were going to have to break out of. So Mm -hmm. how was that once you became an adult and started to love for yourself? (laughs) That's a good one. (laughs) I know. Yeah. That's a good one. Um. To be honest with you, like I said, within the last three to four years, God has really, (laughs) God has really healed me, restored me. Even like, even when I think about it, I am in tears because I know if I would have stayed there, I would not be where I am today. Mentally, out of my mind, I have been in complete awe. I'm always in awe, but... I think every level is different, mm-hmm. but I have been in complete awe. Uh, I know probably for like the last six weeks to two months because of my faith and because of me believing that he could restore me to wholeness is because of where I am today. I really, really, really want someone to be encouraged by this. Like, I don't, I don't supposed to be here where I am today, but it's because I trusted God. I trusted God for myself. I trusted God. I trusted him. Mm -hmm. And there's some things that I I haven't even shared. Yeah. It is all God. Yeah. It's like when they say, when I think about my life and I think about what he's brought me through, when I can look back, I ain't got to go back, but when I can look back and see God's hand, In my very life, when the places where I felt absent and the places where I felt alone and abandoned, God was right there with me. Places where I should have died, places where I should have lost my mind, places where I should have crumbled inside. God was right there holding on so that you can have this today. So you can have this moment in time to share your story. And I think that's why he put you on my heart. I didn't know your story. But like I said, when God called your name, he knew your name. He knew your spirit. He knew where you've been 
six to two months. I didn't know, but God knows and he hears your prayers and he hears your gratefulness and your yes to him. I've been in my words so much here lately about just not only just affirming God's plans for us, but continuing to give him our yes when we don't know, when we're unsure of the plans, when uncertainty and doubt and fear tries to choke us out, literally, we are still giving God our yes, right? I think it's beautiful at the tears that you cry. They can't see you. I'm sure they hear you getting choked up and they can hear that you've been through some stuff and that you're so grateful unto God and what what that looks like for your life. But like she said, y'all be encouraged by it ain't always been good that we all came from something, but we're still believing in God for his yes. We're still believing in God by faith. And it is nothing but faith that we're holding on to. And it's and that's fresh. What you say, three years, four years? Yeah. How long have you been married? I have, we just made 11 years. Wow. Yep. Well, we still in August. (laughs) Well, yeah. Yeah. We got another week or so. Wow. 11 years. So let me ask you too about just, you talk a lot about confidence, right? And so something you had in your bio, I thought was really interesting. You said that you was then able to silence the opinion of others by affirming God's word out loud. What was that like for you? What 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 opinions? What what is this talk that you seem to be very confident in knowing who you are now than who you were? What what was that season like for you? With that, I first let me say this. I believe that other people can see the greatness in me and not know or didn't know at the time that of course I still had some healing to do. So they knew I was, I wasn't confident in myself and I was still learning, learning God's word. So it was easy to take advantage. It was easy to, you know, say, oh, well, I believe you can do this. But once I get to a certain place, well, you know what? Maybe you can't do that. Maybe you um, maybe you shouldn't do that. Maybe you didn't hear God, you know, correctly. At that time, I wasn't as confident. So so I would let those words, those negative words, I would let that be louder than God's because I was still on that path of building my relationship with him. I was still building my confidence in him. So knowing now that then when certain things were said to me and how that stopped a lot of my movement, mm-hmm. you know, it wasn't me moving on faith. It was more of me moving on the validation of somebody else seeing that, you know, hey, you can do it, you know, cheer me on. But when they see that I really do possess a power that God has given me, but they know I haven't recognized that yet, but they still can control it. So that's why I am so passionate about like building, building your own, uh, well, not your own, building godly confidence. So that way you can silence the voice of others because sometimes, like I said, people can see the God in you that that you haven't even recognized yet. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) Look, 
look, and they'll know, oh, okay, let me, you know, let me silence her down, you know, let, let me pump her up or pump her down. Or mm-hmm. I know if I don't cheer her, cheer her on, she's not going to continue to do what it is that God has called her to do. So that's why that is so, so, so very important to me. Mm-hmm. Get your confidence in God's word. <laughs> you know what? I remember a time where I didn't want to be married no more. I thought this isn't for me. I don't know what I got myself into. This was like one year after we've been married. And I knew that God was calling me to the marriage, but I was afraid of it. I was afraid of all of what God had. I didn't know if I trusted the plans anymore. I didn't know if if marriage was something that my family tolerated because nobody in my family was married. So I was the first gen to do that. And I don't know about you, but I know when you are the first of anything to come up against the enemy. Oh, he don't like that. He don't like that. Your grandmama and your mama and your sister, they know what it is. But when you looking at him back in his face and you challenging him on that, oh, he coming for you. And so I remember one day I, I too got in my Bible and I was reading the word and I was persistent. It wasn't making sense just yet because I was still hard, very much so. My heart was hard. My exterior was hard. I was mad. I was like, you know what? I feel like I'm just wasting my time. Like, I don't know why I decided to get married. But the more I kept reading, it was like God was just speaking. And I'll never forget, I was in Ephesians a lot while I was reading. And one thing I can say that it did for me was that not only did it build my confidence, but it made me bold. It made me every time, like if my husband says something to where it didn't align with what God said, I would throw scripture at him. You know how you could be in an argument and he would say something and I would give him a scripture. I didn't didn't know what else to say, but I was like, well, the the Bible said and it made me bold. Because I wasn't that I was holding on to my words or I was telling you what I thought. I'm like, this is what God said. And if you're going to challenge anybody, I dare you to challenge him. Right. And so it made me like, hmm, my father said, or did you pray about it first? And so. I see how one can build up their confidence just by reading their word. There are many challenges that the enemy tries to keep in our mind when it comes to reading our word. He wants you to see it so complex and complicated that you just give up on the word of God. Or if you start reading something that doesn't necessarily align up with your now life, you want to kind of just wash it away, right? But what the enemy don't understand and he'll never understand is the love language that God speaks to you as you're reading, as you take the time to read his word and get before him. Sometimes it wasn't even what I was reading, but it was God seeing me taking that time to try to understand, to read, you know, so me putting in the efforts to, okay, God. What do you have for me today? I'm going to read this until it makes sense. And I was the kid in class that when I didn't understand it, I didn't ever raise my hand or say nothing. I would just keep writing it. Like I would rewrite the notes until it makes sense. Like if I write this enough, then I'm going to understand what it says. So I did a lot of that during my Bible journaling when I first started reading the Bible. So it does give you this assurance about yourself that this isn't what I said. This isn't what my mama said. This isn't what... Uh, my grandmama said, nobody told me this. 
this is the word of God. It's like when you can put that up against what people say, how they handle you in certain situations, it just makes you feel like you can challenge me, but I dare you to challenge him. Like you said, it just gives you this confidence about yourself. Let me ask you this too. So knowing that you had not recognized the God in you, like the power that he has given you, the gifting of what he has given you. I'm pretty sure there was something tugging at your heart though. Cause it's like, you know how you can pick up something and put it down, pick up something and put it down. What was that for you? Was it writing? Yes. And you know what? Before you said that, I wrote it down and circled it so I wouldn't forget. How I gained my voice or how I got my voice back was through journaling my prayers. I was afraid to pray out loud because of the church situations. I was always afraid to pray out loud. I began journaling. So it wasn't like a month, two months. Like this became like every day, you know, year after year. And me journaling my prayers, I became bold and praying out loud because then after going back reading, I'm like, okay, God, God answer this prayer. Like God listening to me, you know, like I didn't pray it out loud, but I wrote it, you know, he answered my prayer. So just me continuing to do that, Mm -hmm. I got to a place of, I was like, you know, I could help so many more. I could touch so many more lives. If I'm, and then I start psyching myself out, I was like, well, maybe I could speak. Like, no, I'm not ready for that. So how can I reach more than one person? Because I was mentoring this one person and I said it was draining as much as I was pulling out from one person. Mm-hmm. I said, um, I enjoy that feeling, that feeling of being drained, of being like pouring out to help somebody else. But I was like, it would be worthwhile if I can pour out So other people can read it, you know, so I'm not just drained from one person. Mm -hmm. I could be drained from, you know, um, a whole lot of other people reading it as well. So that's how my blog came about with me joining my prayers, writing. That's how it originally started. That is beautiful. Now, that's something we got in common. So during... So what I didn't say is that I, we, me and my husband, we did separate for like three months. Um, cause girl, she was bold back then. I don't, it wasn't faith that was making, calling the shots, baby. She was just in the streets. Okay. She was just real ratchet and ghetto. Um, so I will move back in with my mom. And for those three months, I journaled like crazy and I never really looked at it in this light until you said that's where you really got your boldness from. Because what I remember now, I still have that journal to this day. And when I go back and read some of the stuff I was praying about, I'm like, girl, God was the homie. God was like the bro man, like, look, da 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 And it does make you confident. It make you bold. It make you feel that you can trust God with the stuff that you are not, re- not willing to reveal vocally or the stuff that you're not willing to tell anybody. I was talking to God about stuff that I wasn't there willing to talk to my husband about. But that's how God began to um, work through me. And he began to transform my my way of thinking because I was putting it out onto paper because I needed to release that. It was a lot of stuff I was harboring on, a lot of stuff I was just, I didn't have the answers to. And I was challenging God and what I was praying about. That is something that I will forever be grateful for. So that is something practical, y'all. 
to start prayer journaling. And it doesn't necessarily have to be prayers like, dear God, da, 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 da. But just knowing that you've designated a journal to God and you get in there and you write every day, it does stir up your confidence in the Lord because you're telling him your deepest, darkest secrets, right? You're telling him your fears. You're telling him your um, the things that make you happy. Girl, you're telling him stuff your husband probably didn't even know about. And it's like over time, you begin to trust God with all of you. I love that my God sister, she said that, We have to go to God naked. We have to take off every layer of who we're called to be in the earth and go before God and surrender in such a bare state. I was like, oh, girl, we're going to be naked before God. Like, I was so confused. (laughs) And she was like, not literally, but spiritually, like, go to God with with all of you, with the 12-year-old the 15-year-old, the teenage pregnancy, the broken relationships, you not wanting to be in your marriage, you struggling to fight to be in your marriage, having a blended family. She was like, you got to take God everything. A lot of people just assume that God know it all, right? And we ain't got to tell him nothing because he already know. That's like, I think that was me. I was like, but why am I going to tell him if he already know? And she was like, he's waiting for you to come to him with that surrender, mm-hmm. that your heart of willingness to share. And I was like, I don't think I've ever viewed journaling in that way. And and once I had it, I got it. I, girl, I would just, I'd be writing about all kinds of stuff. And I would just, once I would close that journal, I felt so good spiritually because I'm like, now God knows. If nobody else read it, I know he knows. And so that was journaling for me. And that is one practical way that you can build your godly confidence. Write to him, write him some letters. I just want to add this too. I have been doing this. I write letters to myself. I used to do it every year. But once I start, you know, <laughs> to see it manifesting, I'm Trump's like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm going to do this more often. So what has been helpful for me, not only does it help your godly confidence, but your faith as well. Writing a letter to yourself, to your future self mm-hmm. of what you see in the future, what you see God doing for you, doing through you. And then just go ahead and forget about it. Read it in three months or six months. Yeah. I I promise you, if not all of it will come to pass or come true, most of it will. Mm, I love that. So writing a letter to your future self mm-hmm. about things that you see yourself either have or with or in or doing whatever that looks like. Right. right. So I think that is amazing. That's a great tip to write a letter to your future self, especially as we come to a, to the end of the year, you know, how everybody wants to go into the new year, living a best life. That is something to definitely be thinking about as we close out this year, writing a letter to yourself for you to read in January or um, for you to open in the new year and just watching God do what only God can do in your life. So Kiana, please tell the people. So I know that you got some things in the works. I've been seeing it on Instagram. You're about to be doing some revealing of your new website and things like that. But please tell the people how they can keep in contact with you, how they can follow you, how they can be a part of your blog and all of the goodness that you have going for yourself. Okay, so 
Um, my blog will be launching on Monday. And uh, the website is www.kianashaw, which is K-E-O-N-N-A-S-H-A-W.com. And it is the same thing on Instagram and Facebook as well. Um, Kiana Shaw, K-E-O-N-N-A-S-H-A-W. I told y'all she spell it with an O, y'all. She with an O. <laughs> but that is so amazing. So you said Monday, which is, what is that day's date? Because August 30th. August 30th. So by the time y'all hear this, y'all, unfortunately, her website would have been already out there for a good minute. But what I will remember to do is put all of her information in the show notes so that you can go and click that link. It's going to take you directly to sis website, her blog. Again, she is building godly confidence. And one thing I want y'all to remember is that she is doing this by reading her word. There are so many different ways you can build your godly confidence, but I think the best place and the greatest place to start is by reading your Bible. And I pray that when y'all go over and check out Kiana's blog, that y'all are inspired. If y'all have not been moved and touched by her testament in time and how God is continuing to uplift her and build her up, know that we all come from a place of pain. We come from a place of where we've been rejected. We've been abandoned. We, we are born into sin, number one. But then when you're born into a foundation that you had nothing to do with or no control over it, it makes you wonder as you grow up, what did I do? And so I love that Kiana does a lot of affirming of God's word. She affirms herself, not only just as a woman of God, but as mom and as a wife, because that is certain areas within her life that she's needing to water along the way. You know, we are all good stewards over our grounds that God has us. And so I pray that you guys follow along her journey. And if you know that at the end of all of this, you are needing help with building that godly confidence, please go and um, follow her Instagram. Again, I will have everything in the show notes. But I want you to remember the scripture, y'all. We were in Job 33, 26. It says, when he prays, or when she prays to God, she will be accepted and God will receive her with joy and restore her to good standing. And so I want y'all to be encouraged. Again, this was the Hey Girl Mind Your Mindset series. Kiana came on here and shared her her heart posture behind her blog. So thank you so much, Kiana, for being on the show, girl. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. (laughs) She is amazing, y'all. She is originally from Mississippi, but she lives within the DFW Metroplex as well as I. So I do plan to meet her in person one day, but I'm so grateful for your time via Zoom. And so again, y'all, until next time, girlfriend, holla. Holla.